You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. If eternal life in heaven is presently available to us, then why isn't our world looking more and more like heaven? To answer that question, we need to look at the fuller picture of what heaven actually is. When we think of heaven, most of the time we think of it as just kind of this place that is it has God, but it, it really has no rules or order to it. It's just got a bunch of beautiful, wonderful things that we get to kind of use and have fun with however we decide to enjoy heaven. The problem with that view is that throughout the scriptures, heaven is most regularly talked about not as a place, but as a realm that is controlled by God for his purposes and for his glory. This is why regularly we hear about the kingdom of the heavens and the kingdom of God. They're both the same place. They're not a different place. By talking about it as the kingdom of the heavens, what's being emphasized is that the heavens are ruled. They're not just kind of a free-for-all. They're a place where God is in control, and that's what the concept of the kingdom of God really helps us to understand, is that God's character, the one who rules that, sets the parameters. It determines how that heavenly realm is used. If we don't get that from the very beginning of this discussion of eternal life in heaven, then we miss what heaven really is all about. It's about God achieving his purposes and his ends, which really simply answers the question as to why when we talk about the eternal life in heaven being present in the moment, but not being experienced fully, the biggest reason for why that's the case is because we simply don't do what God wants us to do. That's why the, the prayer that Jesus taught us that's supposed to be our daily prayer is, Our Father, always present in the heavens, Hallowed be your name. May you be glorified. May you stand out about above all things. First request, may your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. When we begin to live our lives wanting his kingdom, his rule to be the primary thing that we live in, that's when the heavens and all their goodness begin to show up. So how long have we been able to be able to interact with this kingdom of God? Well, if it's God's kingdom, we get to go back to what we learned about eternal life. God is eternal, so his kingdom is eternal. It has always been, it will always be. When God created the new heavens and the new earth, turned to Adam and Eve, he commanded them, hey, I want you to rule over my earth that 
I have full control over, but I am giving you the job of being co-regents, vice regents with me, to rule and reign with me. Adam and Eve, and we know the story, they rebelled against God's control and said, no, we'll be our own gods controlling our own planet and our own world. And the moment they did, it did not destroy God's eternal kingdom. It just separated them from that. Just like people who would go ahead and rebel against any nation or kingdom, just because they rebel and they choose not to be under the rulership of that king or that ruler doesn't mean that kingdom no longer exists. It means that they no longer have a part or a role with it. So what God does is he comes to Abram and he says to him, and this is the first kind of restoration of his rule. He says, hey, leave your father, leave your mother, leave all of your resources and your family Come to the place I'm going to show you, and I will make you a great nation. Also can be translated as, I will make you a great kingdom. What God's trying to do is he's trying to remake what has been lost. He's trying to bring his people back under his rule and his reign. We all know the story of how Israel does in following God's rule and reign. It's not too pretty. And so he sends his son. He sends the son of God from the heavens to establish his eternal reign. And this is why when Jesus shows up and begins to preach, he says, hey, the kingdom of God, it's available to you. Why? Because all of a sudden the kingdom of God got created or because he's going to do something special? No, it's because he is the rightful ruler. And if he's the rightful ruler and we bow our knee to him as the rightful king, we're back in the kingdom. We're back a part of his purposes, back a part of his rule that he wants to establish throughout the heavens and the earth. This is why when the Pharisees push back on him and say, are you really the king? We don't see the kingdom And he says to them, hey, if I am casting out demons, if I am controlling the spiritual world, then the kingdom's here, my friend, because I am God come in human flesh and they cannot accept it. They want to stone him. And it would be the same implications that if he can control the spiritual realm, can he control the physical as well? As he controls the physical, as he controls us you and I, that's where his kingdom comes and his will is done. So the place that God's kingdom shows up, where God's kingdom is at, is it's in the heavens. And what we learn from eternal life in heaven is that the heavens are everywhere. So where is God's eternal kingdom? It's everywhere that God is in control. When his will is done, that's where the kingdom is. Now, this is a really powerful example to be able to illustrate this point, but it's from a very negative perspective. Most of us know pretty clearly the experience of seeing the Twin Towers in New York being brought down to the ground. And they were brought down by a kingdom that was not of our country. It was outside our country. It it couldn't even be located to a place on the map. But this kingdom had come to rule and reign in the lives of certain people who'd come under Osama bin Laden's worldview 
And so what he called his followers to do was to give up their lives for this kingdom. And if they would, then this kingdom would be established throughout the entire world. And they so believed this that they literally gave up their lives to destroy, to bring down, to to bring to ruin this great country that they saw over here. God has in mind the same type of work, except he does not want to kill and destroy. He wants to build and to love, to grow and to develop. And this is what he's asking from all of his people. If you want to see God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, invade your everyday life, it comes by you and I giving up our lives for God's kingdom. It's to say, not my will, but yours be done. And as we do that, as we die to ourselves, God uses our deaths in order to make his purposes come to fruition. And that dying to ourselves, giving up our will, our desires, puts him in his rightful position as king over all creation. And it reestablishes his kingdom of the heavens here on the earth in such a way that as we go further and further with this journey, that the kingdom of heaven begins to invade and it begins to literally impact the world that we have. It begins to change it and to make it different than what it was than if God did not have a people who were committed to his kingdom and to his purposes. That, that's the big picture of the kingdom of heaven, the, the kingdom of God. But there's some particulars to it, and we need to dig into that a little bit more to understand this pretty complex, while at the same time, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. The, the kingdom of God is where what God wants done is done. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-Jason-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God, and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.